Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Secret agent. I'm afraid that's not an option, Lisa. Linda. I know, I changed your name for your protection. Dr. Henry Roth's best relationships were with his patients, and he wasn't looking to settle down. But one day, the unthinkable happened. Blinded by the light, wrapped up like a dick. Are you staring at me or her? Because you're starting to freak me out. Oh, Henry Roth, nice to meet you. Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. The only problem is... Whoa, shades of light naturally. What is going on? About a year ago, Lucy was in a terrible car accident. She lost her short-term memory. She won't remember him tomorrow. You and I are actually seeing each other. Don't worry, you're not going to suffer any short-term memory loss. But was your head shaped like an egg before she hit you? Now, the guy who's afraid of commitment. I just want to try something that'll help her remember me. It's a videotape. During this reenactment, you will be played by Ula. Aloha! Sorry about your brain. (laughs) Is going to extremes. Okay, pal, when she stops, just let her pet you. Look cute. Okay, here she comes. Smile. Why is she not slowing down? Uh Uh-oh. So she pulls over. What do you think you're doing? Come on over here. Take my pineapple. Help me, please. I'm dipping your big ass. Oh! Oh! Wow. Go! Oh! Oh! Enough, enough. Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'll be right back. Hey, come no, here. No, 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 no. 50 first dates. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to cover the movie 50 First Dates from 2004. The studio, Sony Pictures, the release date, February 13th, 2004. The running time, 99 minutes, and the rating was PG-13. The budget was $75 million, and the box office took in $121 million domestic, making it the 15th-ranked movie of 2004, and it even took in an extra $77 million internationally. However, even with all that great box office, Rotten Tomatoes, of course, gives it 45% rotten from 176 reviews. Their critics' consensus is, gross-out humor overwhelms the easy chemistry between Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, who brings some energy and yucks to this tale of a girl with short-term memory loss and the guy who tries to get her to love him. What's interesting is there really isn't a lot of gross-out humor compared to other Adam Sandler movies, but he's never been a critic's darling, but he makes money. However, one critic did like him, and that's Roger Ebert. He gave the film three out of four stars, and here's his review. Just in time for Valentine's Day, 51st Dates is a spin on the Groundhog Day notion of a day that keeps repeating itself. This time, though, the recycling takes place entirely inside the mind of Lucy Whitmore, played by Drew Barrymore. 
who was in an accident that caused short-term memory loss. Every time she sleeps, the slate of her memory is wiped clean, and when she wakes up in the morning, she remembers everything that happened up to the moment of the accident, but nothing that happened afterward. Is this possible? I'd like to bring in Oliver Sacks for a second opinion. Seems to me that short-term memory loss doesn't work on a daily timetable, but is more like the affliction of 10-second Tom, a character in the movie who reboots every 10 seconds. Still, this isn't a psychiatric docudrama, but a lighthearted romantic comedy, and the premise works to provide Adam Sandler and Barrymore with a sweet story. They work well together, as they showed in The Wedding Singer. They have the same tone of smiling, coy sincerity. The movie is sort of an experiment for Sandler. He reveals the warm side of his personality, and leaves behind the hostility, anger, and gross-out humor. See, he contradicts the whole gross-out humor. This is a kinder and gentler Adam Sandler. The movie doesn't have the complexity and depth of Groundhog Day, but as entertainment, it's ingratiating and lovable. And it suggests that Sandler, whose movies are so often based on hostility, has another speed, another tone that plays very nicely. And that's the end of Ebert's review. Now again, it's funny how Ebert, and myself for that matter, didn't see a lot of gross-out humor in 50 First Dates, but for whatever reason, Rotten Tomatoes' little synopsis did. Well, there's your editor for you. My guess is that many critics already had a preconceived notion from Sandler's earlier films and were just simply lazy with the reviews. You see this a lot of time with uh, concert reviews back in the day. They didn't even see the concert. They just go with what they thought they saw. Now, I was already a huge fan of The Wedding Singer along with most of Adam Sandler's films prior to 51st Date. So, also, Drew Barrymore is just infectious on screen. and It's hard not to smile when she's on camera. All right, let's get into the main cast. It's Adam Sandler, who plays Henry Roth. Now, I covered Sandler's early career in the Airheads episode, which was still very early on in his film career, because he hadn't really started in his own film yet. That changed in 1995 with Billy Madison, and then he became one of the most popular comedic actors on film in his era, with his follow-up, Happy Gilmore. And then you had The Wedding Singer, and The Waterboy, and Big Daddy, and Little Nicky, and Punch Drunk Love, Mr. Deeds, and Anger Management. Drew Barrymore plays Lucy Whitmore. Now, I covered Barrymore's career through the two Charlie's Angels films she did with Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu. Now, after Charlie's Angels' full throttle, she did one movie with Ben Stiller called Duplex before Fifty First Dates. Now, as with most Sandler films, you get his enjoyable regulars like Rob Schneider and Alan Covert and Blake Clark and Peter Dante and Jonathan Logren, plus two great cast additions with Sean Astin and Dan Aykroyd. The director, Peter Siegel. Now, Siegel's full-length movie directorial debut was the third Naked Gun movie, and the next was the Adam Sandler-esque comedy Tommy Boy with Chris Farley and David Spade. He then did My Fellow Americans with Jack Lemmon, James Garner, and Dan Aykroyd. He did The Nutty Professor 2 with Eddie Murphy, and they also did Anger Management with Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Okay, let's get into the making of the film. So originally the film was to take place in Seattle, but Hawaii felt like just another character in the story and added so much romantic flavor to the plot that it was decided to adjust the location to Hawaii. And while you're watching the film, you'll notice the amazing scenery shots throughout the movie at different times of the day. Also, George Wing's original screenplay was written more melodramatic than what eventually the film morphed into. And there are definitely heavy moments in the film, but there's a delicate balance to make the film very fun and enjoyable. So director Peter Siegel was worried, even up to the first screenings of the film, if the audiences would even buy into the main twist of the plot. But as the box office total showed, he shouldn't have worried. Alright, let's get into the film. So it begins with a variety of women talking about their vacations to Oahu. 
which of course is an island in Hawaii. And specifically, they talk about meeting a very popular veterinarian named Henry Roth, Adam Sandler, who works at an aquatic animal park. How's Hawaii? It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah? Well, what happened? I met this guy. It was the best week of my life. It was just a little vacation romance. But he was so sweet. He took me to all these cool local places. We went scuba diving, snorkeling, mountain climbing. Well, we got a little drunk. He gave me a back rub. We slow danced in the rain. <laughs> but it wasn't just about the sex. <laughs> you know, it ended kind of weird, though. When I asked for his phone number, he told me he's married. Gay. Entering the priesthood. He doesn't believe in phones. He just kind of ran away. You know, it's just a little fling, but... I will never forget my week with Henry Roth. Henry Roth. Harry. Harry Paratesticles. Henry Roth. Henry Roth. Henry Roth. Henry Roth. Henry Roth. Why didn't you tell me you were a secret agent? I prefer intelligence operative, and I couldn't tell you until I thought I knew you. Well, can I call you when I land? You can call me, but I'll be in Peru. Ooh, I said that a little loud. Come on, that's a 187. Cold blue, we got the wolf sleeping at night. He's slipping his right arm in the drawer, and out comes the cookie jar. All clear. Bling, bling, walla, walla, bing, bang. Got it? Well, maybe when you get back from Peru. I don't think that's an option, Lisa. Linda. I know, I changed your name for your protection. Oh. We have to go our separate ways now. Well, goodbye. Got it? Moving out! What the hell is the problem? Hey, just keep going, I'll give you $20. You got it! How's your balls? Killing me, hit it! We then meet one of Henry's colorful friends named Ula, played by Rob Schneider. And how can you not love Rob Schneider's characters? Easy on a lead. Ah! Hey, I'm a person, not a seal, huh? Well, I am a vet, not a doctor, so just hold still and I won't give you a treat. I know. Oh. Okay, you see that, kid? You see what happens when you play with sharks? Ah! No way you gotta spread those lies. Sharks are like dogs. They only bite when you touch the private parts. Okay. Hey, that's a good title for my documentary. Sharks. They only bite when you touch the private parts. Or you could call it sharks. They tried to eat my kidney. <laughs> All right, I'm off already. <laughs> you too, Willie. Keep the here, you boy, boy. All of you. Huh? Oh, he just cast a spell on us. Woo. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to put this on four times a day for two weeks. You can handle that. What's wrong with that turtle? He has lung problems because he smoked too much turtle weed, which is bad for you, right, Ula? What? I don't smoke weed. <laughs> hey, Ali. Uh huh. How's that hot wahini nympho from Ohio, huh? <laughs> She's great. I dropped her off at the airport this morning. Oh, come on. I need some details. <laughs> you get some boobies, some assy, a pull on your boy, boy. Come on. Daddy, what's a nympho? Oh, the nympho is the state bird of Ohio. Oh. 
You're the state idiot of Hawaii. There you go, Willie. Bite the fish, chew the fish, love the fish. Yeah, enjoy. You'll crack me up, Carmina. Oh, yeah? You know, one of these days, yeah. you're gonna show one of those tourists such a good time. She's gonna stay on the island, bro. Now, why do you say such mean things to me like that? And why is your foot on my pillow? Mm. I don't want your ass on it either. Get up! Get up! It could happen. Mm -hmm. Then you won't be able to go on your big boat trip to Alaska. You'll be stuck here, waking up next to the same old, ugly broad, just like Ula. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. About the old part or the ugly part? <laughs> Henry, come quickly, it's Joko. Joko, what's going on with you, buddy? Don't be scared. Everything's gonna be fine. Just stay calm. All right. <laughs> Willie, I don't need you to see this. Get out of here now. Okay, check the temperature of the pool. Go, hurry. Alexa, what are you doing? I meant check the thermometer. Give me a hand. Let's go. I need you to get me two fish from the barrel now. Okay. Just hang in there. Here. It's gonna be all right. That's a little warm. Go to the bottom of the barrel, please. Okay, there, that's good. Thank you. Come on, buddy, take it. Take He's it. not gonna strike me. I know, Alexa. Sorry I smacked you with that. You needed the fish slap to calm down. Do you understand? Yes. Are you calm? Yes, fish slap calm me. Okay, now, I'm gonna try to get him breathing manually, okay? So I need your face right next to his mouth to see if it's working. Are you ready? Yes. One, two, three! Not yet. Not yet. All right, all right! We're gonna try one more time. If it doesn't work, we'll perform an emergency tracheotomy. We don't want to do that, so let's pray this works. One more to three. One, two, three! Yikes, that's, uh, that's a lot of vomit. This is why I got into this business. To save sea animals. You should go wash yourself off, okay? Maybe try some turpentine. That might take the stink away. <laughs> yeah, high five is right, buddy. I knew you were gonna burp, but the vomit thing was awesome! <laughs> that's what she gets for eating my roast beef sandwich. <laughs> Willie, did you see that? <laughs> So Willie is Henry's pet penguin, and Jocko is the walrus Henry helps that pukes all over his assistant, Alexa. <laughs> and I wonder if Amazon stole that name for their little assistant from this film. After making Jocko vomit, Henry decides to go sailing on his boat. Unfortunately, his boat has some technical difficulties, and he takes a raft ashore. He then stops at a local cafe. You guess... Yeah, I already ate breakfast. I just need to kill some time before the Coast Guard gets here to tow my boat. What did you eat? I had a Reese's peanut butter cup and some Gatorade. They're not breakfast. I get you Spam and eggs. Nick, I need Spam and eggs. You like the peanut butter cups? Uh, yes. You want for me to put peanut butter cups in your eggs? No, that's okay. <laughs> peanut butter cups. <laughs> Over in a booth across from Henry, he is initially blinded by the sunlight glancing off the knife of a patron. When he focuses, he notices an attractive blonde woman sitting at the booth reading. And this is Lucy, played by Drew Barrymore. Henry is fascinated watching Lucy's transforming her breakfast waffles into a makeshift teepee on her plate. 
Henry returns back to the water park, but he can't get his mind off the woman he saw at the cafe. After telling his story to Alexa, she currently surmises that Henry must have his heart broken in the past, which is why he has one-off flings with tourists. And Henry actually affirms this presumption from Alexa. Sounds to me like someone is afraid of commitment. <laughs> Let me guess. Your high school sweetheart got drunk at party, then cheated on you with whole wrestling team. <laughs> Close. Actually, it was my college girlfriend, Tracy. And it wasn't a wrestling team, it was her academic advisor. Ah, she liked the older man. Older women, about 50 years older. I hope you shot the stupid tramp. Ooh, what's with the tramp and the beaches talk? Are you drunk or something? I apologize for nasty talk. I am grouchy due to lack of recent physical intimacy. Ooh. Shut up, because here comes one time only opportunity. What I will do now is go into your office and become naked. Next move is up to you. I may not be as limber as I once was, but I make up for it with enthusiasm and willingness to experiment. Huh? I don't know if you realize I'm not into guys. However, the next day, Henry returns to the cafe with hopes he'll see Lucy again and try to talk with her. He again finds Lucy sculpting her plate of waffles into another work of breakfast art. Hey, Mr. Peanut Butter Cups. Hey, Mr. Could Kill Me in One Punch. How you doing? You're back. Yeah, couldn't get enough of that spam. Why don't you fry some up and throw some eggs on top of it for me? You got it. All right, mahalo. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Nick. You know, why don't you try this? It's kind of a hinge. Now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, you're too close to the project. Don't be hard on yourself. You're right. Sometimes you need an outsider's perspective. Fresh eye never hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lucy. Yes, I'm Henry Roth. Nice, nice to meet, to meet you. you. It's pretty. Keep up the good work. Wait, I see you're sitting there alone. Um, do you want to come and sit down? Sure, sure, that'd be great. That's all right. Okay. So are you an architect? I am not, I'm in fish. Oh, that's where the smell is coming from. Yeah, yeah, I was feeding a walrus this morning and I thought I got most of it off of me, but I uh, guess I didn't. I love that smell. No, you don't. Fish don't even like that smell. No, I do. My dad's a fisherman. He and my brother Doug, they go out to sea for months at a time. And I miss them so much while they're gone that when they come back, I, I just hold on to them for five minutes each. And they smell just like your hands. It's the best smell in the world. Well, my fingers are available for your sniffing pleasure anytime you need them. <laughs> okay. Ooh. <laughs> I wanna love you and treat you right. <laughs> sea lions are known for their uh, athleticism, and dolphins are known for their intelligence. Walruses are known for their uh, tasks. Their tests, uh, also their male parts can get pretty gigantic. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's the <laughs> second biggest out of all the mammals. 
What's the first? Uh, I think tattoo face. <laughs> I like your laugh. I like you making me laugh. I hate to break this up, but we're setting up for lunch. Oh, oh okay, sorry, Sue. And the real cool thing about walruses is they're very mysterious. Mysterious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we don't really know what they're like in the wild. Don't they just sleep on icebergs and yawn all the time? <laughs> That's all we really see is what they do outside of the water, but there hasn't been much research on what they do under the ice, which is where they spend two-thirds of their lives. Well, maybe they're just down there intimidating the other sea creatures with their big winkies. That is one theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I have to go. Uh, where are you going? It's my dad's birthday, and we go every year and we pick a pineapple. It's a tradition. That sounds nice. Okay, well, I had a great time. Me too. Okay. Would you like to have breakfast again tomorrow morning, same time? Because I teach an art class at 10. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I wish I could make it, but uh, yes, I will be there. <laughs> uh, take care. Okay. Ooh. And for the road, ooh, it's fishy. <laughs> Got you good, eh? Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. See you tomorrow. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I had a uh, bee on me. All right. He was a big one. Which means look at those two shitheads. We then cut to a nod to Happy Gilmore as Henry and his buddy Ua and his many children are playing golf together. Ua even does his best Happy Gilmore golf swing impression. Stupidest looking swing I've ever seen. I'm gonna take a Molokai on that one. No throwing. Come on. <laughs> Quit your laughing, you hyenas. Come on, let's see what you get. Okay, you heard me. Go, go. Show Papa what you got. <laughs> you kids suck. You're good at everything. The father of the year strikes again. By the way, cuz, I met this sexy blonde tax attorney at Starbucks today. Uh-huh. I told her, you the kahuna, she want to have fun on this island. Uh-huh. You want her number? You pimping tourists for me again, Ola? Yes. I live vicariously through you, remember? My life sucks. Now, come on, give her the white kiki sneaky between the cheeky. Oh. Ola needs it. This way I can imagine I did it, and then I can get through another weekend. I'm staying in. Sorry. Thank you, though. What? Hey, Dad! Not now, Kinomakakakakoa! But your stitches are big! Oh! Eww. That must have been my huge backswing! Hanale, you think you can stitch me up again tonight after I get back from surfing? Yeah, looking forward to it. I wouldn't surf with a bleeding wound like that. You might attract a shark or something. What's wrong with that, cuz? Sharks are naturally peaceful. Is that right? How'd you get that nasty cut anyway? A shark bit me. Nice! We'll smoke another one, bro. I'll tell you, that shark theory is starting to catch on. Now, will everybody keep it down while I whack the crap out of this thing? Sit! Stay! Shit! No! Where the hell is it? 
Looking for something? God, what are you doing here? Same thing you are, looking for my ball. This is weird. I've been thinking about you all morning, all day. Can't wait to have breakfast with you again tomorrow. I know, and I just want to eat you up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Oh my. Oh, Lucy, that feels so good. No, my nipples are too sensitive. Stop that. <laughs> what happened? Your ball hooked into that cart, bounced back, and then hit you in the head. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> Who's Lucy? And what's up with your nipple? <laughs> I can't be falling for a local. I ain't ever going back to that diner. This way you got hit? Ah! Yes! Henry tries to get Lucy off his mind by going to on a standard one-night date fling with another tourist, but he can't get through the date because he's too hung up on Lucy. So the next day, he returns to the cafe to see Lucy and gets an unexpected surprise. Hi. Hi. My fingers are extra fishy today if you care to take a whiff. What was that? I was petting my walrus all morning, and I was thinking about you the whole time. Okay, pervert, I think that you should leave. What? I'm just joking around because of what we talked about yesterday. Yesterday? I've never even met you. Nick! I need help! Coming, Lucy. Nick, put that down. I'll handle it. You, follow me. Wait, what's going on? I was getting around with you. What's happening here? Is she crazy or something? Lucy is a very special person, very different from other people. Okay. About a year ago, Lucy was in a terrible car accident. She and her father went up North Shore to get a pineapple. suffered a serious head injury. She lost her short-term memory. So she can't remember anything? No, 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 no. She has all of her long-term memory. That's a different part of the brain. Her whole life, up to the night before the accident, she remembers. She just can't retain any new information. It's like her slate gets wiped clean every night while she sleeps. Hold on here. This sounds like something I would tell a psycho girl so she would stop calling me. Am I the psycho girl? I wish I was making this up. She has no memory that she ever met you. What about the pineapple picking thing? She says that every day because each morning she wakes up thinking it's October 13th of last year. She comes here for breakfast because that's what she did on Sundays and October 13th was a Sunday. She has no idea it's more than a year later. She reads the newspaper, though. It's a special paper her father puts on their porch every night. It's from the day of her accident. He got hundreds of them printed up. 
Lucy does the same thing every day. So Lucy returns home from the cafe, and her father Marlon, played by Blake Clark, and her brother Doug, played by Sean Astin, have to recreate the same day for her like a makeshift Groundhog Day. This includes having the pineapple ready to avoid having to pick a new one, uh, to cooking the same meal, to having a videotape of the Minnesota Vikings game ready to watch while she goes and paints. And then after dinner, a birthday cake for Marlon is served since it was supposed to be the day of his birthday before her accident. And they get the same gift every night, which is a VHS copy of The Sixth Sense, which they then have to rewatch for the umpteenth time. Now, the true heart of the film really does come from Marlon and Doug. So even though Sean Astin plays a goofy character, and he's terrific in this role, they both love Lucy very much and sacrifice their entire lives to make sure her world is as normal as possible. Lucy then goes off to sleep, and Marlon and Doug must get ready to do the whole day over again for the next day. And this includes rewrapping her VHS gift, getting another copy of the exact dated newspaper ready, putting the exact amount of shampoo back in the bottle for her, getting the pineapple ready, and then taking down all of her artwork from earlier in the day and setting up a fresh canvas for her. However, they do take photographs of each day's painting because it is a little different every day, which is interesting. Henry tells Ua about Lucy's brain syndrome, and Ua thinks it's a perfect scenario for Henry since he's so afraid of commitment. He can basically spend the day with her every day, but without the regular pitfalls of a normal relationship. Every day can be like a first date for them. So Henry goes to the cafe the next day to attempt his crazy plan. How's it? Peanut butter cups, what are you doing here? I uh, just wanted to say hi to Lucy. I promise you, I'm not going to do anything wrong. What did Sue say? She said that if I talk to Lucy, you'll kill me with a meat cleaver. <laughs> She's the boss, cuz. But don't worry. Lucy probably didn't want to talk to you anyway. Um, what does that mean? This ain't a disco. She doesn't want guys hitting on her while she has her breakfast. She does if it's Henry Roth. Who that? Who that? Me that. I bet you 20 bucks I can get her to have breakfast with me again. You're on. I love it. How you doing, honey? Hey, Sue. Nice haircut. Oh, mahalo. See you in a bit. Nick and I have an arrangement. You can trust me. Don't worry. Waffleonians can come in and out now. Oh, are you from a country where it's okay to stick your fingers all over someone else's food? No, I'm from this country. Why were you gonna eat that? Oh, all right. Well, have a good meal. Yeah. That was pathetic. Yeah, I'm wanting to choke on your spam. Double or nothing tomorrow. Hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but you look like a person who appreciates fine art, so I wanted your opinion on something. I drew this. It's a uh, picture of a father and son fishing off a fishing boat, 
There's a walrus right there who. Asante fei tong tong. Huh? Why me pigu ya kuen kai? Oh, don't speak English. Yeah, kuen kai. Kuen kai. Doesn't look Chinese. Body. Can I have that? I need something to wipe my ass with. <laughs> Shut up. Look like a stupid asshole to me. Excuse me, you okay? I didn't mean to startle you. No, that's all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm having a problem with something, but is it something that I can help you with? No, no, no. I just can't read. You gotta be kidding me. Oh no 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 no! Thank you. I can do this on my own. <laughs> Appreciate the sentiment. I'm gonna get an order of the. Pan, pew, pan, pan, pew, pan, clocks. Pancakes. Okay, I'll have pancakes. 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 Pancak
Oh my god. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> my name's Henry. I'm Lucy. <laughs> nice to meet you. You look like an eye. Hi, sorry for the delay. Should be a few minutes. No problem, no worries. Where are you coming from? Breakfast? Yeah. How was it? I had waffles. They were delicious. I like making little houses out of waffles. You do? That's my thing. Okay, pal, when she stops, just let her pet you and look cute. Or in the middle of the road. Thank you. Right there. Perfect. I'm in love. Monday you can fall apart. Here she comes, smile. Where is she? That didn't work. Get your pants? So did I. Okay, this is her. Start beating me up. Make it look good. Okay, Howley, what do you think? You can come to this island? Eat our pineapple. Help me! Ow, not so hard. Take it easy. Trying to bang out women. Making my sister clean your hotel room. Okay, what does that have to do with this? Relax. Hey, hey, help me, please. Stop it, Howley. You got him. You got him. Enough, enough. Are you okay? Yes, okay, yes. I'll be right back. Hey, come no, here. No, 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 I think he's had enough. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my eye. You got him. Not good enough. He learned his lesson. What's your name? My name's Henry. You did good. Hi, sorry. I'm in a community watch program and... Oh, you crazy bitch! Yeah, keep running! Okay, okay, he's, he's gone now. <laughs> Don't worry, I called the cops and I am all set. Yeah, you all set for this, Mr. Smarty? <clears throat> oh, shit. Yeah, well, when you're finished playing your little kidnap victim crap on my daughter, come by the house. Okay. Henry heads to their house, and Marlon shares some interesting news about how Lucy has been reacting on days when she meets Henry. There's something I want to show you. I figured it out. She only sings on days she meets you. You kidding me? That song? Mm -hmm. It's mom and dad's song. When her mother was alive, Lucy would have me take that Beach Boys tape on every fishing trip I went on. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she knew it would make me miss her mom and want to come home that much sooner. I'm seeing a whole new side to you, sir. I got to tell you, it's grossing me out. Mm. Let me ask you something. What's in it for you? What do you get out of this? I don't know. Wouldn't you want to spend an hour a day with that? Actually, no. She thinks like shit. What? Can I ask you guys something? 
What's going to happen down the line? Someday she's going to wake up and look in the mirror and notice her face has aged 10 years overnight. You know something, Henry? I worry about that every damn day of my life. Unfortunately, the next day, a police officer writes Lucy a ticket outside the cafe for having expired plates. Now, in Lucy's mind, she still has plenty of time on her registration because she's always stuck on the same day. She doesn't understand why the officer would write her a false ticket. But then she sees the date on a customer's newspaper, and she freaks out. So Marlon and Doug actually have a code red protocol set up for bad days like this. The protocol involves explaining in detail the kind of routines that both her dad and her brother do every single day because of her brain injury from the accident. Lucy says she wants to hear from the brain specialist if they can treat her, and her dad tells her she's heard it many times from the doctor, the very same thing. However, Henry offers to take her since he wants to learn as well. And the doctor is played by the always great Dan Aykroyd. It's going to be all right, Lucy. Don't call me Lucy. I barely know you. Sweetie, you're sort of dating him. Sorry, I'm not better looking. What else happened since last October? What about my students? Well, Miss Campbell took over your class. Did Alicia marry that guy? Yeah. Doug, did you win the Mr. Hawaii contest? I didn't know there was going to be a urine test. Wow. Do we have sex? No, we don't. Just so everybody knows that. We want to. <laughs> Just get... So you guys have to just lie to me every day. Hey, Lucy, good to see you again. What the hell's her problem? She doesn't remember who you are, bro. Oh, yeah. I suck at this job. Right, Lucy, these are your brain scans here. I'm afraid they show no improvement. The temporal lobe was severely damaged in the accident. But what we believe is the scar tissue here is impairing your ability to convert short-term memory into long-term memory while you sleep. The condition has come to be known as Goldfield syndrome. Uh, who's Goldfield? A brilliant Lithuanian psychiatrist. Uh, he himself suffered temporal lobe damage. It took him four years to publish his findings because he had to keep starting over from scratch. <laughs> Obviously, your sense of humor is still intact, and that's, that's here. Magnificent amygdala as well. Doctor, I have a question. Yes, Douglas, I'd be happy to answer it. But as I've told you several times, this is a hygienic facility, and shirts are required in the office. Oh, okay. Nice move. Um, listen, doctor, this friend of mine's been experimenting a little with steroids, and uh, he's been having a lot of wet dreams. Could there be a connection between those two? Douglas, get off the juice. And as far as the nocturnal emissions, why don't you take a swim, buy a shirt with no holes in it, find a beautiful vahine, and take her to dinner? Tell my friend he said so. <laughs> in any case, Lucy, your condition is stable, but most likely permanent. Oh, I'm so sorry, dear. But it could be worse. Yeah, how? I think you should meet 10-second Tom. Callahan Institute is the leading brain injury clinic in the Pacific Rim. We are funded out of Sandusky, Ohio by T.B. Callahan, the automotive components type. And now, ladies and 
Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you our most distinguished clinical subject, Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. Henry. Marlon. Doug. Lucy. Hi. Oh, those are cool flip-flops. Where'd you get them? You like those? It's an interesting story. I was over in the North Door the other day. And Hi, I'm I... Tom. Huh? Uh, Henry. Hi. Marlon. Tom lost part of his brain in a hunting accident. His memory only lasts 10 seconds. It was in an accident? That's terrible. Don't worry. You'll totally get over it in about three seconds. Get over it? I mean, what happened? Did I get shot in the brain? I... Hi, I'm Tom. Hi, I'm Lucy. Hi. Doug. Hey. Marlon. Hey, Tom, can I tell you a secret? Don't you think you're a little old to still have wet dreams? They <laughs> <laughs> like that. Hi, I'm Tom. Yeah, watch yourself, Tom. Easy. Okay, well, I'm gonna go to sleep. Good night, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. And I guess I'll see you, too. Oh, yeah. You had a rough day today. I'm sorry. I hope you get some rest tonight. Okay. Night. So, Hot Top, how are you getting home? You gonna take the leaky leaky? Hey. Or gonna... Um, thank you for being so nice to me today. Sure. I don't want you to s strike out tomorrow. So maybe you could talk to me about lilies. Lilies? I'm a sucker for lilies. Thanks for the tip. Good night. Good night. My, oh, my. Lover boy. Yes, sir. You don't have to rush off. Stick around. You've earned yourself a couple of beers. So what are your plans when you finish your boat? Actually, you're going on a trip in a little while to study undersea Pacific walrus behaviors. Sounds kind of fruity. Thank you. How long is it going to take? Uh, about a year. I guess you won't miss days like this. Well, maybe days like this don't have to be so bad. What are you trying to say? Well, when you guys tell her, she's not just finding out about the accident. She's finding out that her life is basically a setup. I think that's what freaks her out the most. Well, you're an expert now? No. I'm just saying, I wish there was another way besides, sorry we couldn't trick you today, here's some pictures of your broken head. Wait, you want a broken head, huh, smart guy? Why, are you gonna give it to him? No, Daddy, I thought you was gonna do it. Nobody's gotta break my head, guys. I'm gonna split anyways. Oh, don't go just because my son is psychotic. Good night, sweet dreams. Keep them dry there, Doug. Very funny. By the way, the 10 Second Tom was played by Sandler's movie regular, Alan Covert. The next day, Henry takes Lucy's advice and brings her lilies and also tries to do something a bit different to make his daily introduction a bit smoother. This involves a newly created videotape which quickly explains everything she's missed out since her brain injury. Okay, I think it's all. Go, go. Aloha, I'm Henry Roth. Uh, we met here at the Pukilau Cafe about a year after your accident. Um, I like you and you like me, most days. Every day is different, but basically, this is what happens, Lucy. Kiki Koloko, take the camera. Okay, I got it, Dad. Don't drop it. Okay, all right, here we are, right here. Uh, the part of you in this reenactment will be played by my good friend, Ula. Aloha. Sorry about your brain. I had an accident, too. Believe it or not, this is my good eye. Are you ready? Yeah. Hi, 
I like that waffle teepee that you have built. Oh, so nice of you to notice. Please, sit down. I would love to. <laughs> my name is Henry, by the way. My name is Lucy. Smell my fingers? Ooh, fish, right on. So, Lucy, I work at an aquarium. Aquariums make me super horny. That's not funny. Don't rub those. I'm sorry, Mr. Whitmore, if you're watching. It's very late and my friend is a little unstable. Oh, come on, stop with the licking. You're making me <laughs> sick. Lucy, I'm sorry. Anyways, I know you wish I was making all this stuff up. I wish I was, too. But the good news is there's so many people out there who care about you. Your dad and Doug and a couple of your friends here at the Hukila who have a message for you. Lucy, as you know, your mother and I were best friends. <laughs> That's why I promised her that I would always help look after you. Sometimes life isn't very fair. But we still have you. Oh, and if you were wondering uh, about this guy who's making this uh, tape, he's okay. Hey, Lucy, just so you know, since you lost your memory, I became governor of Hawaii. Nah, just kidding. I'm too smart. Wanaliku, get your brother out of this washout. So whenever you're ready, we'd all love to talk to you and answer any questions you have. And you're the best, Lucy. Aloha. How many times have I watched this? <clears throat> this is the first time. Okay, she cried for about an hour. That's not too bad. I bet in another hour she'll be ready to see her friends, have some lunch, get her life back. We could do this every day. We'll leave it up to her. So, how's the cow? Same as you. Every day they have to convince her she's a cow. Henry and Lucy have a wonderful day together, and she finally reconnects with all of her old friends that she hasn't seen in over a year since the accident. Henry also decides to film their subsequent dates to keep the videotape as current as possible. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Well, I've... One over seven all-you-can-eat chicken wing contest. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And I'm a ballet dancer, but only in my bathroom. <laughs> no, no, what do you want to know? Um, do you love me? Hmm. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything. I was just asking more for informational purposes as to keep the video up to date as possible. Sure. <laughs> Love is a very loaded word. <laughs> um, let's see, I, uh, I go to this restaurant every morning and I see you there reading and I love you very much. Probably more than anybody could love another person. How do I feel about you? You're excited about the chicken wing thing. 
and uh, you've been dying to make out with me for quite some time now. Feeling better now? Nothing beats a first kiss. <laughs> Finally, after 20-plus first makeout dates, Henry and Lucy decide to sleep together, and you get a throwback to the wedding singer as Henry sings a song to Lucy. All right, I just wrote this, so go easy on me. The <laughs> was the place Where I first saw you miss We liked each other right away Remember me the very next day <laughs> Forget It's got a nice capoosie <laughs> I used to trick you into pulling your car over so we could chat But my favorite time was when you beat the shit out of Ula with a bat <laughs> And we drove up to see Dr. Keats why Doug always has to change his sheets Forget Factor head like Gary Busey But I still love her so And I'll never let her go Even if while I'm singing this song She's wishing I had Jocko with a walrus and schlong <laughs> Forget the lips are so damn juicy. How about another first kiss? So everything seems perfect and an absolutely wonderful day. Henry has an idea to see if they don't fall asleep, if somehow it would trick her brain into not forgetting. However, Henry forgets, no pun intended, to not leave in the morning, and when she does fall asleep and Lucy wakes up next to him, she, of course, sees him as a complete stranger. She also doesn't remember Henry proposed to her the night before, and she ends up knocking him out. Henry's fine soon after, and Lucy watches the videotape, but then she overhears him talking to the doctor and her dad and her brother. The little Sammy Sosa's a bit shook up, but she'll be okay. She's watching the tape as we speak. Good. How's my temporal lobe looking there, Doc? Mm, don't worry. You're not going to suffer any short-term memory loss. But was your head shaped like an egg before she hit you? Hey, don't make fun of Henry, all right? It's not his fault his head is shaped like that. Note the intense overreaction. That's the roids talking. Doug, once again, off the juice. It's not juice. It's a protein thick. So, Henry, the boys tell me you're setting sail for Alaska to study walruses. When does that adventure begin? Oh, that adventure actually began like 10 years ago. That's when I started planning and saving and building my boat. All I know about walruses is that out of all mammals, they have the second largest penis. I have the first. <laughs> That's my joke. Did you tell Lucy about this trip yet? Well, actually, there's nothing to tell because I decided not to go. I mean, Lucy needs me here. I'm just worried about going away for a year and ruining all the progress she's made. I mean, I know you think I'm crazy, but I think deep down inside she's starting to remember who I am. No, Henry. 
that's what you want to believe. Hell, it's what we all want to believe. But it's never going to happen. Okay, I gotta go to work. Uh, will you tell her I'll be back later to pick her up? See you guys. Don't tell anyone your sister beat me up. I tell you, that kid could go to the moon and back and Lucy would never even know he left. Sometimes I wish my wife had Goldfield syndrome. That way she wouldn't remember last night when I called her mother a loud, obnoxious drunk with a face like J. Edgar Hoover's ass. Lucy decides she can't put Henry through what her dad and brother have been going through for over a year, and she visits Henry at the aquarium. Hey! How's your head? Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Good. What brings your royal cuteness out here? I needed to see you. Okay. What you got there? It's my journal. I write in it every night. Oh, you don't like the video? No, I love it. It's just that sometimes when I watch it, I feel like I'm being told about my life from someone else. And when I read this, it's like I'm telling myself. When did you start this up? Right after you gave me the video. Really? I was so nervous to come here and meet the guy that makes me fall in love with him every day. Well, probably thought I couldn't live up to the hype. No, I was nervous because... because I came here to break up with you. You had plans and a life before you met me, and now all you have time for is to make me fall in love with you every day. That's not all I do. I gave a penguin a bath today. Which I'll have to do again tomorrow. Henry? I look at my dad and my brother's lives, and I won't do that to you. What do you want me to do? Be some stupid chapter in your scrapbook and then go on my way? No. My plan is to erase you completely so it's as if you never existed. Why are you doing this? <laughs> because you have to understand that there is no future with me. Don't you want to have a career and marriage and children i asked you to marry me last night you said yes kids yeah i'd love to do it but how is that going to work i'm gonna wake up every morning with an enormous pregnant belly and no memory of how it happened i have to make a new journal that doesn't have you in it but before i do i really want you to read what i wrote about you i will read about it tomorrow when you forget about all this breaking up stuff, okay? I'm not going to forget about it. I already wrote it down. I won't let myself. And I'm gonna do it whether you want me to or not. I'll be at my house. Okay, type this one in there. Saturday, November 25th. I drove out to Callahan Institute today and had a talk with Dr. Keith. Oh, there's one about me. Reminder, he makes funny noises when I kiss his neck. <laughs> I'm gonna miss that. You sure you don't want me to put that in there? You can skip that one. Oh, let me read it. We made love tonight. It didn't last long, but it was incredible. Hmm. Not all about how long you go. It's, you know, there was a connection, I thought. Actually, let's just rip that. 
that's that. Henry, wait! Could I have one last first kiss? All right, I know it's a sad way to leave you guys, but if you haven't seen the film, it's up to you to find out how it ends. Now, it's an Adam Sandler romantic comedy with Drew Barrymore, so you can probably figure out the ultimate outcome, but the path there is unique and very well done. So fans of The Wedding Singer should definitely enjoy the undeniable chemistry of Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore that they have together on screen. And in many ways, Sandler's films are like the modern version of Frank Capra films. And while that might be sacrilege to film snobs, the ultimate sentiment are feel-good films. Also, in my opinion, this is one of Drew Barrymore's finest acting performances since she had to play a character that went through so many different emotions throughout the film, and I believe she really honed in to what made the Lucy character so wonderful. She didn't go f too far in some of the scenes, or she didn't hold back in others. It was a perfect balance. I will say, during the closing credits, Sandler wrote the following. This movie is dedicated to Stanley Sandler, my father, my mentor, my teacher, my coach, my idol, my hero, my family's leader, my mom's best friend, and by far the coolest guy I will ever have known. We will miss you every day, but we will always try to make you proud. All right, some fun facts. So the original title of the screenplay was 51st Kisses, but the studio changed the title to Dates instead of Kisses since marketing discovered that the title was turning off the male audiences. So, Drew Barrymore's condition in the film is actually fictional, but, of course, short-term memory loss for amnesia victims is definitely realistic. And while the film was ultimately created for entertainment, it did inspire certain institutions that specialize in dementia to use the idea of video diaries to help their patients try to regain past memories. Now, unrelated, uh, there is a wonderful documentary called Alive Inside, a story of music and memory, which came out in 2014. And this covers a program that certain Alzheimer's hospitals use, which includes creating a playlist of songs which are curated to be the era of the music when the patient was growing up. And they have found that patients that were normally unresponsive prior to their treatment have an amazing reaction to music specifically from their younger years. I really highly recommend this documentary. It is absolutely inspiring, and it's, it's definitely emotional as well, and shows the wonderful power of music. This is the first film in history, interestingly enough, to be released on Blu-ray back in 2006. The beach used in the dream scene with Henry and Lucy is the same one that Deborah Carr and Burt Lancaster used from here to eternity in 1953. So that Minnesota Vikings football game that Marlon and Doug watch on the videotape is actually the Vikings playing against the Detroit Lions on October 13th, 2002. And if you were curious, I know Jason Bakken might be, Mo Bako, the Vikings beat the Lions 31-24. to All right, we have a special guest and we love having him on. It's Stephen Michael from the Grown Up Rock Podcast. He chats about 50 First Dates, and I'll be back next week to talk about yet another random movie from my DVD collection. Okay, we're back with Stephen Michael from the great Growing Up Rock podcast. Welcome back, Stephen. Mahalo, my friend. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. So your favorite character has to be Rob Schneider, right? <laughs> as, as Ua. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. He's definitely, Adam Sandler likes to use the same cast of characters for all his happy Madison flicks, doesn't he? 
Oh, I love that. And that's that's kind of the fun part, like finding those little character actors in it. Before we get into it, so I have to assume that you're a big Adam Sandler fan and or um, Drew Barrymore fan? Uh, they, look, they've both done a lot of stuff that I like. So, uh, sure, I'll, I'll say, yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know that I seek them out specifically because they've done some shit that I don't like. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have cussed, but anyway. <laughs> no, you, you could say, hey, if Adam Sandler can cuss, you can cuss too. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so they've both done stuff that I like and dislike. But, uh, yeah, overall, I think, uh, uh, I like a lot of the stuff they do. It's just, uh, easy, easy watching and you don't have to overthink it, you know? Absolutely. And I have to assume that you like the wedding singer because that was kind of the one that really brought them together. Yeah, who doesn't like that? Come on, that movie is classic in my eyes. I mean, the Van Halen t-shirt. <laughs> I was going to say. You gotta <laughs> love it. That's right up my alley. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they had, after this, they had another pen, uh, pairing, which a very underrated blended, uh, which I think most people miss. But uh, yeah, I just think they're, they're great together. They kind of harken back to the old uh, on-screen couples that, you know, they're not a couple in real life, but you, you would think they are like a couple because they, they just have so much chemistry together. Yeah, I mean, she's really, it's overlooked a lot, but I think she's really good at being goofy. And yeah. that fits right into Sandler, Sandler right? Because he's goofy. Yeah, she just has the has the right personality. She's just she has a really cute personality. Okay, so we get into it, and the first thing I got to ask is, uh, do you think they pulled off the premise of this? I mean, it's it's really a creative premise, but you could see how it could kind of fall flat. So did did that work for you? It did because yeah, it's a really fine line between a serious issue and just. Yeah, I, I actually thought it worked for me. It was creative and it never got so serious that it just made me altogether sad for a long period of time. They did a good balance of like the comedic stuff with um, the cute stuff. And so it's like, a, a, it's, a, it's a damn good date flick, right? It's a good chick flick that mm -hmm. uh, is funny enough to keep uh, the guys interested, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. OK, we'll get into the, the uh, obviously the stars are Sandler and Barrymore, but there's so many great side characters in this. Sure. Who would who would be your favorite side characters and some of your favorite scene? I mean, look, Rob, Rob Schneider has to be one of the or definitely my favorite side character. But then you also <laughs> have uh, there were several others. You also have the um, I, and I don't know the character's name. I don't even know the character's name in the movie, but the the. Uh, it's either a guy or a girl that he works with. <laughs> oh, yeah. The boy oh, George, George yes. character from the uh, wedding thing or whoever that that's, guy yeah. is. Uh, but that's, yes. that, yeah, you know, so that's a good character as well. So there's, uh, I, I liked the um, uh, the chef. Uh, I can't remember his name either. Oh, yeah. The guy with the tattoo Nick. on his face. Yeah, Nick. And then you've got the uh, old Asian guy that is is uh, at the uh, restaurant who's always saying, you know, little grumpy one liners. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So there's just there's tons about the character actors that I love a lot and something that often we don't talk about in movies. But for me, I really enjoy um, the uh, the location. I yes, enjoy yes. all the footage of Hawaii and stuff. It's just beautiful there. 
Oh yeah, and it's a character in and of itself. Many of the time, just uh, you know, when they're pulling, <laughs> when he tries to one of the, the the days where he's you know acting like he got uh, carjacked and, and everything, mm-hmm. you see this beautiful scenery and this kind of horrific scene and everything. So yeah, yeah, Hawaii is definitely part of the film, big time. And we're talking about character actors. We get we can't leave out the character actor of the walrus and the penguin. Oh yeah, walrus is great. Yes, I mean those are those are great scenes. The one with the wall. There's a couple of them with the walrus, and then uh, what what reminded me is the carjacking thing where the penguin. That's yes. A, a, well, it's not the carjacking thing. It's it's the same thing where he has the breakdown on the side of the road. Uh, that's with right. The penguin. That that's an awesome scene. Yeah, this is actually have you you've seen Groundhog Day, right? Yes, so absolutely. Yeah, so I definitely think this borrows, I wouldn't say heavily, but definitely borrows a premise from Groundhog Day, I would I would think. Um, yeah, you know, I never really thought of it, but you're kind of 100% right on that. I, I don't know why I never put those two together, but yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Well, I think the only difference being it's not the exact same day because, uh, you know, for everyone else, it's it's a, it's a new day. But for for Lucy, it's a completely same day. And so, yeah, so it's, I think, loosely, loosely uh, there, whereas uh, in Groundhog Day, it's exactly the same day that he tries to kind of have fun with. But, yeah, I mean, well, I was just going to say uh, one of the things I would find interesting and I kind of um, I thought of this when I was watching the movie the other mm-hmm. night, but. I'm wondering if these are actual cases, like if this is a real thing, right? Uh, where there are people that, especially the guy, what was his name in the movie? Uh, Ten Second Ron or uh, <laughs> Ten Second Tom? <laughs> Ten Second Tom, like that would be crazy. Like, and I'm, I'm almost betting that that's probably a real thing. Oh, I yeah, absolutely. And I thought I read something like there there are um you know depictions of amnesia that are that are like this. And so um, you know, that's and I think that that's the thing. I, I don't know if unfortunately today everyone was is so sensitive that I'm not even sure they can make like they would probably get called out for being insensitive to people with amnesia, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I just uh it's I mean, I just can't even imagine, like, you know, somebody that that literally was reliving, uh, you know, that amount of time over and over, or somebody whose uh, frontal lobe memory that was, uh, you know, so short that they couldn't, because you literally, if you think about it, you literally couldn't do anything. You would have to be cared for almost 24-7 because... yes. You know, you couldn't drive a car because you forget how or something. I don't know. Or, yeah, or you you could only drive the same car that you you remember because that's that's the car that that you know how to drive. So yeah, yeah, true. absolutely. And, and I guess in a way, it's kind of a form of dementia. You know, where you know you uh-huh. probably remember some things, and she does. Not to give away anything, but she does have, you know, flickers of memories uh, that right. pop in from from time to time. So, yeah, it's, I, I always thought that the premise was terrific. I just, you know, I think some people are like, oh, this would never happen and everything. But I, that's where you suspend disbelief with movies. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I, I uh, suspended disbelief uh, with in this movie is kind of the, uh, the ritual that the the brother and father go through every day to keep it from her. Like, right. You know, in real life, it's kind of like, why just, you know, they should have just 
a doctor should have told her from the get-go and that should have been the end of it, you know, uh, why go through this whole thing? And, and that's another character actor or remembering character actors is the, uh, not the father, but the brother. Oh yeah. Sean Astin, who's in the Goonies. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> just, his character is interesting too, you know? With oh, the, he's great. I love how they have him. He's got a lisp and he takes steroids. <laughs> yeah, <hard>. exactly. <laughs> So. And the, and another great cameo is you have uh, Dan Aykroyd as the doctor. Right. That's right. Yeah. And it is, and it is basically a cameo. It's not a, a long appearance, you know? So. Yeah. And he's great when he has to give like these technical uh, jargon type of speeches. Cause he's got, he's just kind of a wordsmith with things like that. And, and that's what he's doing in, in that particular scene. Right. Yeah. So as we, as we go kind of, kind of through this, what things would you have changed? Because I think there's definitely, um, I think you watching it, you were like, oh, I would have done this a little differently. What what would those have been? I don't know. You know, I'm not technically ever good at, at doing that stuff. It's, it, once I reflect on something, maybe I come up with stuff. But, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, I don't know how much uh, I would have changed because I did like the premise. I mean, it, it is a movie. Uh, there are certain things like um, – in real life that, that I would have done different. Like I just explained, like the doctor sure. flat out told her outright, yeah, this is, this is an issue. But mm-hmm. uh, I felt like it was a good balance between um, uh, date night material, love story, uh, comedic performances, one liners. I mean, there's just various things for me that worked uh, throughout this movie and it wasn't a terribly long movie. I mean, I think it was probably 90 minutes or, or so movie-wise. It didn't yeah. seem very long to me. So, mm-hmm. Well, I think the key to this film, and the, and the obvious draw, is Sandor and Barrymore. I think people pretty much go along with the premise because they like them as characters. And I think that's key to most movies for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's uh, if you like uh, Adam Sandler's brand of humor... Mm-hmm. then you should like this movie if you were a fan of all those other movies. You know, a movie that's very more does these date night chick flick type movies pretty well. Like oh, I yeah. thought her, I thought her movie um, with, um, oh God, who's where they where they were the Red Sox fans. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh, Fever Pitch. Fever pitch, like I thought that was a pretty decent movie, and oh, kind I, of yeah, yeah, kind of the same thing. What is that guy's name from Saturday Night Live? Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Thank you. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, exactly. It wasn't. He's completely different than Adam Sandler and in his comedic approach and how he delivers stuff. Yet that type of film uh, from Barrymore works, right? Totally. Totally. Did you ever see Never Been Kissed? It came out in 1999 where she's uh, she's a journalist and then she she goes undercover at a high school to get a story. I did. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. a ton about it, but I, I, I did absolutely see that. Clip. So similar. To, that's another where she can play goofy really well. Um, and 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 she's with um, I don't there's not a super well-known actor that plays her love interest, but uh, her brother is. um uh, Arquette, David Arquette. So he, he's, he's super silly as well. So it kind of goes well. And then well, did you, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say, even in a movie like Charlie's Angels, oh, totally, her, yeah. her goofy side comes across, right? Yes, yes. And I and I definitely think she's a she's a she's a music fan, mm-hmm. but she's oh also, yeah, she's also a rock fan. Yeah, yeah. In the second Charlie's Angels, there's a great scene where she kind of harkens back to her younger days, and she's like uh, screaming Bon Jovi. Uh, bon Jovi, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she wears like a Judas Priest shirt and yeah. Spencer. so yeah, she's definitely a rocker, which is great. And, uh, and speaking of music, I think uh, underrated, even though it's on the pop side, is with Hugh Grant, where they did a, did a movie called uh, Music and Lyrics, where their song, their she's a songwriter, like a lyricist, and she hooks up with a, a pop star from the '80s, uh, and that's Hugh Grant. I don't know if I ever saw that one or not. I'm not a huge Hugh Grant fan. Like okay. I don't like a lot of a lot of his movies, but honestly. Uh, I probably have just uh, tuned them out. So. Sure. That one you might want to give a shot, just maybe because she's just like Drew Barrymore, you know? Yeah, is, it, is that what it's called, Music and Lyrics? Music and Lyrics from 2007, yep. Yeah, I'll look that one out. Great, great. Well, so we, I, I'm assuming you would recommend this. You kind of said if you're a Sandler fan, if you're a Barrymore fan, you'd probably, you'd probably enjoy this one. If you're not one of those fans, if you're just like a romantic comedy fan, would you recommend it? Yeah, so here's the thing. Yes, yes to all those questions, but here's the thing. With me, Brian, I'm tasked to find movies and TV shows that both me and my wife can watch. Right, right. I personally, my wife my wife will tell you, I personally like a lot of killing shows. That's what she <laughs> calls it, killing shows. I don't know what to tell you, man. I like the gangster flick. Yeah, so anyway... Uh, it's kind of hard these days to find almost anything that doesn't have killing in it. And yep. uh, so that being said, I have to seek out movies and I can't go so chick flicky and so uh, just boring to me that I'm not entertained. Mm-hmm. So comedy is a great route to go. And when I can find these movies like this, they're gems because I can sit down and watch it with my wife and it's, it's all good. I'm entertained. So I would highly recommend this movie for that because it's funny. I enjoy uh, the humor. I don't have to overthink the movie. It's not hard to stick with the plot. Yep. And so it's, yeah, it's a good movie. And, and you don't have to spend uh, two, and, two and a half hours of your time if you don't end up liking it. You know, it's a fairly short, short watch. Yeah, and I think that's the key to comedy. I think 90 minutes is the sweet spot, you know, for most movies, I think. And so, you know, you had your Judd Apatow's for a while there in the 2000s where he was going two plus hours for a comedy. I'm like, yeah, you're you're really pushing your luck there, buddy. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, I don't need two hours of comedy for the most part. Exactly. Uh, And and then the the last thing is is that, uh, you know, when when you do watch flicks like this, I always kind of get a kick out of the people that, that go, oh, that was just so dumb. I didn't <laughs> like that. It's kind of like, come on, man. Like, can't you, can't you just let yourself go and go, yes, this is a dumb movie, but it's kind of funny. And, and, Absolutely. And, you know, and, and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, you don't go uh, uh, to watch a Adam Sandler flick for Shakespeare. You know no. what I mean? No. And, and, Unless you're watching some of these later movies that he's making where he's trying to take a serious uh, stab at, at acting. And some of those movies are good, but they're serious movies. 
Sure. And, and I think that's the kind of Adam Sandler has a lot of Frank Capra in him, you know, from from the early years where there is kind of a moral thing, though, in his own way. And I think that's even in Fifty First States, it's there. As you were saying, there are some kind of heartfelt moments in there. And he right. does. He, he has a nice balance where he's able to to uh, to have that in there, because I think you need a little bit of heart, too. I mean, it can't just be a, a straight up silly comedy at all times. And so and there's a place for that as well. But for Sandler, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, Sandler is an artist that uh, has made enough money, has his own production and movie company, and basically can do what he wants to do, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. he's uh, he's sort of, I, I'm sure he was probably tired for a long time of being uh, called Billy Madison and being Happy Gilmore. Tied, <laughs> yeah, Happy Gilmore and being tied to all this goofy stuff and saying, hey, he's a one-trick pony, he's a one-trick actor. Yeah. So, now he started branching out saying, no, look, I can do the serious stuff like uh, uh, the gem, gem flick. Uh, oh, and cut gems. Cut gems, yeah. uh, which is just, you know, that's a, uh interesting flick. So uh, stuff like that, and, you know, so good for him. Hey, Absolutely. you should yep. be able to do what you want to do. Yeah, and it, as you said, once you get successful, you can kind of write your own your own check as well. So, yep. as as always, Stephen, thank you so much, and I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, Brian Davis, for having me. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com. <laughs>